You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Salutations, cool cats and cuties. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between to the anime podcast of some sort. Coming in hot from the studios at Podcast Detroit. I'm David Majors, also known as DJM. I'm I'm the guy that, that's responsible for all of this malarkey. My co-host and partner in podcastery, Jack F. Allister. What's up, Jack? Oh man, I'm drawing up a storm as per usual, David. It's a good day to be Jack. And I hope it's a good day to be an anime fan looks like it is according to our show notes i i think it is we got a we got a big old show to talk about and we we had to bring in a full contingent including friend of the show and writer and contributor mr christopher ferris chris thanks for coming back hey happy to uh, be back david and jack thanks for having me Love, thanks for uh, joining and uh, once again, again and once again joining us here at podcast detroit our man ryan trainer ryan thanks for coming on hello thanks for having me back it is great to have somebody that knows how to actually use a mixing board. So that's kind of awesome. And I really appreciate you doing this with us. And and again, just like last time, Ryan, anytime you feel like jumping in, you're more than welcome. Uh, so we're going to start off with some some big news, guys. We're just going to jump right into the, the talk about the animus and the mongos. We're not wasting any time. We're gonna give you a full. We're gonna give you full content raw, right down your gullet. <laughs> Just going straight down the list. And you are gonna animate so hard. So help me, God. I, I am gonna just animate all over you. And, and you're gonna love it. Be sure, like, be sure to clean up after you're done. It's fine. We take very good care of our. Uh, we, we don't leave an anime mess when we're uh, when we're done. And since you've already gotten past the opening theme, you've already granted consent. So let's just jump in. Starting with Steinsgate, you guys, uh, a personal favorite of mine from a few years back, uh, announcing that it will be celebrating its tenth anniversary later this year in a big, big way. Announcing ten. Count them, 10 different oh. new projects. The ten, 10 announcements? They announced announcements? The, the annu- I have an announcement that I'm announcing, that we are announcing this announcement that we are about to announce. And, and Teaser trailers. That, that might have been 10 announcements right there. But yes, <laughs> they are going to be doing 10 different Steins Gate projects for their 10th anniversary. And the, the official official announcements of what that will be will be on October 15th, which will be the official 10th anniversary of the launch of the Steins Gate original visual novel. Now, here on APOS, we're, we're big fans of Steins Gate. Uh, Jack, you, you enjoyed the visual novel. I love the anime with all my heart. I'm pretty hyped for this. I, I can just... I'm all for more Steinsgate content, Jack. How about you? You guys watch through uh... projects. <laughs> I I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you yeah, off like... there. So you watched through uh, Steinsgate Zero. That was uh... shoot. Was that last year? It yeah, was. It was, year. it was. Yeah. I I yeah. dug it for the most part. Yeah. I I. Okay. It, it was nice to get reintroduced to a show that I really really liked, and mm-hmm. when a sequel to an anime doesn't make me feel unhappy, <clears throat> psychopaths. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty pleased. I'm pretty pleased. I was okay with Steins Gate Zero with some story changes and and the time travel. So I'm I'm more excited about this probably than most because I I enjoy this franchise a lot. I really do. No, I was going to say, um, I am not familiar with Steins Gate Zero. I, uh, truth be told, have uh, personally not finished the uh, original anime uh, yet. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a latecomer on that one. But from what I understand, Steins Gate Zero was that, uh, I thought that was a prequel, but I guess with like a time travel story, you can kind of, you could do both a sequel and a prequel, basically, right? Or... More or less, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, like, what are you hoping to uh, 
Like, do they? I mean, I'm looking at the article uh, about the anniversary project here, and it's like, is there just like no indication of what these are going to be? Like, not the radio dramas, OVAs, expansion packs, anything video like games. that. I mean, of course. Given that it is Steins Gate, truthfully, mm-hmm. all possibilities are are out there, <laughs> and any narrative possibilities too. I mean, with the advent of time travel, you have. I almost wonder if they are some some faction of a series, if they're all going to be like from a different time perspective or maybe following like a different phenomenon happening elsewhere that's similar. And maybe you see like a glimpse of some of the characters we know, but it's a little bit like Durarara where they're kind of like uh, going around and you get to see things from different perspectives. It'd be really cool. It's so cool. (laughs) That's the idea, right? It's like different uh, timelines and instances of uh, timelines. So like, you know, jumping between Berenstein and Berenstain universes on this one. Uh, they can use that as <laughs> like options for gate. following things. Yeah, Baron Berenstein's gate. Exactly. Uh and we have a show title. <laughs> See, look, you're contributing already. This is this is why you bring me on. That's <laughs> why they pay you the big A and N bucks. <laughs> I would yeah, pay is... Papa Bear's voice actor now to go Bear's cartoon. Oh it gosh. sounds like it could be a uh, like at that time the Berenstein Bears were trying to rip off uh, Flintstones. They needed their own uh, yabba dabba do as catchphrase, um, but then they, I don't know something about time traveling Steinsgate catchphrases. I'm already out of whatever that joke was supposed to be. The Mandela <laughs> effect is strong with this one. It, I don't know. Um, whatever is on the horizon, ten projects is that's that's a lot. And that's nice. they're calling them a projects. lot of good stuff. That could be like. I, mean, I presume there's one of them's probably gonna be like a text story or something. Like the Jackson Pollock exhibit somewhere. <laughs> there's I, mean, I know I, mean, I know it's a visual novel and it's got multiple like sequels and spin-offs, but I'm presuming like they probably wrote books, right? They probably wrote books about Steinsgate. Yes. High-end, I'm high-end unfamiliar if stuff. I'm no. unfamiliar if Robotics Notes or Chaos Head had anything to do with Steinsgate. I believe they were similar universes and that's the next point i was going to bring up is that it it is my understanding the science semicolon adventure anime meta franchise the answer to the question of whether they all exist in the unit in the same universe is kind of the shrug emoji (laughs) and semicolon extended universe now that we're incorporating 10 different kinds of franchises into Steins Gate and of course there will be time travel <laughs> anything is possible anything is okay. possible but do we get Agent J's dad in this one then that's what oh, I want it. Steins Gate there you go yeah, no, so, no, we're, we're, that, was, that was the last time this time we're doing Steins Gate International it's going to have Tessa Thompson in it it's going to be great <laughs> yeah I'm not looking forward to that one honestly yeah. really, I am you know, yeah, Tommy really Lee Jones, not. he's really fallen into the role, I think. <laughs> Never is, like he gonna, is he or uh, is Tommy Lee Jones or Will Smith going to cameo in the new Men in Black? Probably or? not. Oh, not please. They're, they're doing that on the cheap. Oh. I'm real oh, upset by that. At least Ghostbusters gave Bill Murray a sad thing to do, even <laughs> if it was sad and nobody liked anything about that film. I hear they're working on that again. They're they're gonna try like Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray. They're they're actually bringing them in and they're gonna give it one more try. Well, Ghostbusters does make you feel good. Oh come on! But go if Ghostbusters was that big a deal, and uh, how come there's no Ghostbusters conventions? hmm? I will ask you not to besmirch BusterCon on this podcast. (laughs) I am an avid follower of that convention buster gone what buster <laughs> okay so this is the part where i'm like okay do that doesn't sound right but i don't know enough about ghostbusters to call him out on that from arthur but <laughs> well guys rather than going on on tangents about franchises from the 80s that for some reason keep getting getting brought back when nobody asked let's also stick in 20 let's stick in 2019 let, let, let's <laughs> Let's stick in 2019, and uh, we have here in the show notes uh, for the spring anime season that just got underway, uh, you know, you know, uh, I think that I mentioned that this one was kind of in my semi-interested list, and... Well, that's the thing. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. Go you... ahead, Chris. <laughs> oh, uh, well, that's what... And that's kind of what made me think of it was uh, you were talking about Steinsgate, and this too is a visual novel-based series that has to do with time travel. I've only watched the first episode of it so far because mm, that's all that's out so far. Um, but the weird part is it's based on a it's an older visual novel. I think it's something like 
20 years old, if that. I might have to uh, actually Google it up here, but it's a uh, it's a significant 1997. Six. Six? Damn. Six. Um, yep. six. Yeah. So. Um, significantly older than Steins Gate, but um, similarly based on uh, bananas novel time travel. And the weird, but I don't know. The weird part to me is that um, it's so much older. And I don't know. Did either of you get the chance to watch the the premiere episode? I uh, no, no, I haven't. I do no. have this on my backlog uh, on Mafita as the Council of Twelve? It is my duty <laughs> okay. to man. Mention if and when I have relevant information to a Vita game release. Oh, so okay. the visual level oh. has been released on Vita. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. It must be the. Well, okay. That's the thing we're getting to is if you watch the uh, the first episode of this show, um, it's very obviously an older style adaptation of an older style visual novel. Um, like especially compared to Steins Gate, uh, which I had, uh, I went back and watched the first episode, first few episodes of, uh, prior to doing this with you, with, with y'all. Um, whereas, okay, you know, like the first few episodes of Steins Gate are like setting everything up. They're all, it's very, it's atmospheric. It's like paced out like a TV show. It's like setting up all these mysteries and like building, um, like all this tonal stuff for it. Uh, you know, doesn't do that. It's very much Just like throws you right in beginning of a 90s visual novel and yes at the time this was a hentai visual novel of course um, it was uh where it's just this main character going around the school bumping into every other main character and beating them and setting up what roles they might play uh in this time travel story now available on nintendo switch <laughs> which we'll, we'll get that's... to in a little bit <laughs> i know and i find it uh, to me i find it interesting that they're you know, even tackling just this stage of the, I have no idea how popular, you know, was as a property uh, prior to this coming out. I know they did. Um, it was, uh, that's, it's another one. It's a, another little uh, wrinkle in this story is the fact that they did do a, you know, anime previously, but it was a full hentai anime. Um, That'll which I do it. To, I can't say I've seen it, but it's like, I mean, they, um, I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know how often this happens where they, take one that was previously done like this and then bolderize it into a proper anime. Like obviously everyone knows like, you know, the 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 Titan Moon stuff, Fate Stay Night and Skihime. Yeah, Sukihime is a very different experience than the anime. Well that's the point, is that they're they were visual novels, uh, effectively hentai visual novels. Uh and then when they did do anime adaptations of them, they for the most part cut that stuff out and just made regular animes. Whereas I don't know, you know interest me just because they already did it once before with all the stuff left in and now like 20 years later for some reason uh they're doing it again and again i time with feeling <laughs> i say i don't know it's like they're big uh does it have a big uh fan base over in the visual novel crowd uh in japan i don't know i'm that's not it's entirely my scene but, but don't you think because... that might be for the best because there will be less <laughs> expectations and less more of a surprise that this might be a relatively unknown property so only like the the hardest of the hardcores will know where it came from so maybe that that's might what... be the best in the long run oh, okay more like the, okay that's yeah, that's an interesting take. Like they were like, uh, oh, we've got this available to adapt. Like they had the rights where they just thought it was an interesting story, and they thought we can basically start fresh and uh, see if we can. No do one something. will ever know. <laughs> I know people only bring it up all the time with the uh, <laughs> with regards to the Fate Stay Night stuff. Well, that's that's one more reason I'm I'm staying away from that, like the plague. Oh really? Oh, you don't watch? Uh, you don't keep up with fate. It's, oh, we're talking about visual novels here. Steins Gate uh, owes that to it uh, as its predecessor. I, I, I've heard. It, to me, fate sounds more like the way people talk about sword art online, which I don't hate. Again, I oh don't really? Hate. Uh, it, that's what fate sounds like to me. So it's just kind of like uh, I don't know. There seems to be swords and there are in fact swords and arts, but not a lot of online, mainly because you know it also came out in the nineties. Like the Sword Art Online, Fate seems to be like one of those massively hated shows that it seems like while everyone watches it, nobody likes it. Which is oh, well, weird. Okay. Um, I actually do know uh, some pretty big Fate fans. If I can uh, dovetail, um, I actually just saw the new movie uh, last month. I went up and visited my brother. Hey Dan, uh, we saw the new. Uh, the part two of uh, Fate Stay Night Heaven's Feel. I've seen that one. I've watched Unlimited Blade Works, which um, was pretty good up until the ending. Um, and the first anime, like you said, isn't all that 
I almost wonder if it's probably more popular for all the other ancillary stuff as opposed to, like, the animes. The memory, you mean? The memory, the mobile game, uh, all the I'm other... I'm a fan of Melty games. Blood and tried to watch Tsukihime, the anime, to get a little bit of context. Nope, nope, couldn't read do the, it. No, you're gonna have to read the manga. I'm uh, not gonna do it. No, <laughs> I'm no, not Cromartian. It's, it's like trying to play the, the story mode in Blaze Blue. Just... You can try. Listen, I. You're certainly, you're certainly welcome to try. Good luck. We go in hard, okay? You could actually explain the story of Blaze Blue. Like, I absolutely this, could. Isn't this the story mode that they had to make a whole separate video game that was a visual novel just yep. to explain the story? That's of the, the one. That's not necessary because everyone sucks. <laughs> I can tell you there's one character that matters in that, and it's really just, oh, it's you, but from the past and honestly you don't need to know you don't like the drama scene has more meaning than a released game that we got here in the west a drama cd will never see is more canon to blaze blue (laughs) i i just completely blocked out all of that so we're just gonna we're just gonna uh, i'll see you online time travel much like the Listen, Blood of Steinsgate, we came full circle. It's because I love Blaze Blue and I give a shit about what happens to Teremy. Moving on. Well, let's bring it back to the Prime timeline and talk a little bit about Amazon. Uh, Jack, I believe you put this story in about Amazon Prime. Uh, what's this that you're you're trying to tempt me with, Jackson? Oh, I thought well, this was David- when I saw it. <laughs> Well, David, I've got something absolutely spectacular and splendiferous for you, the Amazon Prime customer on the go. I like Amazon Prime members. <laughs> Amazon Prime members can now appreciate complimentary Nintendo Switch online service, free, 12 months. Uh, so per month, if you paid $3.99, you would get access to... Uh, a vast library of NES games. I'm not going to lie and say it's all of them because we all know my whole situation with archives, our situation, the APOS stance on I mean, uh, Nintendo, like... where to games. But <laughs> I think this is actually pretty swell of Nintendo to offer this service uh, for Amazon Prime members. You know, yeah, that seems uh, a really lud- lucrative uh, like deal for them like, have, to get uh... this kind of partnership with Amazon. I hadn't heard about this. I might have to switch things around myself because I've got both an Amazon Prime and a, I actually have an. I got a Nintendo Switch Online subscription. I needed to so I could play Tetris ninety nine, but um, uh, I didn't know they were. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Like Nintendo partnering with a company like that is that. Uh, oh man, gaming is not my area of expertise. They, uh, that's a little. That seems a bit unprecedented. Oh, I think it definitely yeah, is. Yeah, it for seems Nintendo. very interesting to me. Like, I know Amazon, like, previously... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead, David. (laughs) Uh, I was just going to ask, uh, since this is Nintendo Switch Online, what does... What do they offer? Like, in comparison, me, for example, I have a PS4. I know what the PlayStation Plus has. It allows online. It it allows cloud storage. uh, and, And, like, you can stream your games, share your stuff, all that kind of stuff. What does Nintendo Switch Online offer? NES games. So according to this article, according to this article, it's got NES games, but there's also the option to play games online. I'm certain there's other kinds of things uh, that uh, would also be entailed to that. Uh, I believe you can like... access your account across your, uh, you know, you, like your. I'm not sure about your saves, but yeah, you can access your account across multiple consoles the same way you do on like uh, PlayStation and uh, I presume Xbox. I haven't touched an Xbox. I haven't touched a Microsoft console. And, over a decade um the official nintendo switch website is down okay there we go it's not anymore (laughs) all right we're Uh, live everybody so now that it's finally loaded yeah there's a data cloud service uh you'll be able to looks like have auxiliary kinds of experiences if you connect with your smartphone there's special deals that you can get i remember that being something that you could also do with the, the 3ds i think it was pretty weird like the club nintendo point oh yeah no i did uh, yeah club nintendo points i think uh oh no that was a different thing for the uh, nintendo 3ds where it's like if you bought and registered as one of the first people or something like that they give you a bunch of free download games i think this is probably a slightly different deal 
Yeah, this is this is a uh, looks like a little bit different. And again, with Nintendo, uh, it's important to kind of check this stuff out because it's not going to be you know your cookie cutter kind of service like say if you were getting the membership for PS4 or otherwise. Um, so you know it doesn't seem like there's a lot, but they're also kind of bringing their own thing to it. Again, I'm just kind of wondering how, exactly how many games Nintendo because you're listing like seven and that's it. You know. A very, a very get more than that in the Sega collection. To, to paraphrase, <laughs> well, they got to sell them NES classics somehow. To to paraphrase a YouTuber that I absolutely adore, Jenny Nicholson, uh, if they start being really forthcoming about the stuff they've got, people might get real mad about <laughs> what they don't. So, I mean, you know my feelings, Nintendo, but maybe, maybe, just maybe, David, this might. Uh, be something that you keep in mind if uh, that's something that interests you. If you want to best people in arms, the the hit post-apocalyptic fighting games. Uh, I don't know what the heck it is. It's it. The aesthetic is very baffling to me. It's like Tiger and Bunny meets everyone. Springman. Jack, I will say that this sounds like a great deal if you are an Amazon Prime subscriber and you have someone in your family or yourself already own a Nintendo Switch but have not signed up for this subscription. Uh, I think that this is great for quote-unquote families. If mom had a family plan for the Nintendo Switch online uh, thing, if I recall, too, if, or at least they did a minute there. For an example, if mom and dad have Amazon Prime, if this yeah. comes with it... They can definitely have this for the kids on the Switch. I think this is a great plan. For me, uh, you're making the point of NES games. As I've said repeatedly on this podcast, it's not really my universe. So... Understandable. Have a nice day. It's more just a situation like you need the subscription period to play games online. So, you know, for like a lot of the people that are trying to play like Smash Brothers online, this is going to be another way to get them to... uh, you know, get that subscription and be able to play with people online. Uh, as I said, for me, the main the, the main motiv- I have Smash Brothers, and the main motivating factor for me to sign up for Switch Online was actually the uh, uh, Tetris ninety nine. Good man, this is why we invite you on the podcast. The Tet- <laughs> Tetris ninety nine. See, I really loved Tetris Effect from late last year. Loved yeah, Tetris Effect, uh, and then. I was upset because Tetris 99 kind of took everybody's attention away from Tetris Effect. And was well, like, that's the what was the uh, that was the jokes going around the entire time it was like the the differentiation between the two companies. There were you know Sony's side is like oh hey here's a uh, immersive uh, uh, soothing experience that uh, makes you revel in the uh, aesthetic power of gaming as a uh, as an art situation form. as you uh, dive into the world of one of the classic games and experience it in a whole new way. Meanwhile, Nintendo tosses an L block in a room full of ninety nine people and says only one of you fuckers <laughs> is leaving here alone. <laughs> um, re- really showing my Sony fanboy here uh ryan did, did you play tetris effect or tetris 99 i i did not but i i, I believe it's 99 that i just saw um a friend play and just watching it i, I mean i it does look like fun but my eyes are like like bleeding out of my skull because i was like what is going on here I, I will say that if you want like maybe not a similar effect but maybe like a polar opposite kind of effect to where instead of your eyes starting to bleed out of your head, you almost go on like a psychedelic experience playing Tetris. That's Tetris effect. comfortably numb in from the background. You don't even need it because the music in Tetris effect is amazing. It just happens naturally. The the music is so good. The opposite of that. It's just the bass Tetris music, but it just gets more stressfully faster uh, while you're watching... They actually show all 99 games going on the screen at once. Oh, God. That's that, the one I saw then. So, yeah. <laughs> that, that's crazy. Sounds painful. That really sounds that's painful. Crazy. Like, it really sounds like Tetris Effect is the op- is the complete opposite of that. So, if. Yeah, they went for two separate uh, directions on this. If one. you have a PlayStation and you didn't pick up Tetris Effect in late 2018, man, I I highly recommend it. It's, it's fun as heck. It really really is and then if you want something different go with tetris 99 (laughs) 
Um, I mean, well, you I could play not... Luminous again because I know you have it because everybody has a copy of Luminous. Do you play Seems that to come your... free with everything? Do you play that on your PS Vita, Jack? Why, yes, I do. Thank <laughs> you for asking, Chris. <laughs> I am going to tell these things like I actually have stock in them or something. Last, you'll be the last Vita owner. That's, that's the when last I man. Why the last Jack? Hold on, if we call you the last vitamin, Vita man, that's just vitamin. Vitamin Jack. Oh God. That, vitamin Jack, I think we found your rap name. That I, am? I think we found your rap name, Jack. <laughs> Yo, my <laughs> nice heat and health daily recommended to vitamin Jack. <laughs> and we have a show title. <laughs> We're to like two or three of them at this rate. We've got to do like, like the vaudevillian like uh, or in the middle this of the how you, titles. This is how you measure podcast quality is the number of quotes that are potential show titles. Yeah. <laughs> Tweet us your favorite APOS quote at now. <laughs> so before Jack goes full newsboy chic, I, I do want to talk a little bit about something else that I was looking forward to with the cartoons. And that, of course, as we talked about on the last episode, was the brand new 45-minute special from Pop Team Epic. Yeah! And oh, oh my god, this did not disappoint. We could talk about it now, right? Like I said, I think I posted on Twitter when it was airing that I was actually refraining from like, you know, posting screenshots and stuff just because I wanted people to just you have to experience it. I, I pretty much said it's the same thing to go and watch it right now if you haven't. OK, <laughs> welcome back. I, I pretty much said the same thing to everybody when I was watching it. I said the new Pop Team Epic Spring Special did not disappoint. Just go watch it. I'm not going to tell you about it. I'm not going to describe anything. Just go watch it. And Which, but now that we've had our grace period, I just got to say, oh, I can't. <laughs> I, there's so many standout skits. Like the the PTSD convenience store skit oh my is just God. gold. <laughs> it ramps up from sheer nothing into everything the it was first blood getting it was first the blood Cthulhu's. the actual the omek opening was actually animated by masami obari from what i understand yes my god, <laughs> god yes. somebody the... somebody told the makers of pop team epic about delta rune who let them into this uh, did, did you I'm see so... cuphead in there jack yeah i i'm so happy i was i was squealing <laughs> it was the middle of the night that's something for everybody. Honestly, Pop Team Epic is the one anime where you'll you'll sit down, you'll have your whole preconceptions as an anime fan. Like anime is, it's you know, it's all different kinds of things. It's a medium. It's living and breathing, and it's not just for cutesy cartoons or for really grim, dark, edgy stuff. It's a real serious thing. And then you just sit down and, <laughs> <laughs> and you just laugh your ass off for forty five minutes. Oh, my God. I, I like. I like I don't know, like I was, it's one of those situations you wonder if this show will eventually run out of gas to the point where they had a whole music number to that effect. Well, that, that's episode. exactly what they said. That is exactly I, what they said. That is my, I that still might be my kind of want them moment. to do this every, like, I kind of want them to just do this every April Fool's Day now. Yes, like it, a ritual, it, please. Is it too much to ask for another season? Is it too much to ask? I really, I feel like it, if it comes please. up, if it no. comes out like that, if Pop Team Epic ends up being a one season wonder, I feel like it was that'd a be damn good one. I feel like that'd be one of the that'd be in the upper echelon of of anime that should have gotten another season. I really that'll believe be like that. the Firefly of anime. I, I really feel like, except I actually <laughs> sure. like it. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. I, okay, oh, man. full disclosure, like, I haven't seen Firefly ever. But, you know, <laughs> I, take away I, my third card. I never watched Firefly. Uh, I, I never like to use the word overrated, except oh. for Firefly. Oh, and you can oh, at oh. me, call me DJM. Yeah, I the said G. it. No, I think it's been long enough that people have kind of, you know, kind of gotten to the point where it's like, well, maybe we made too big a deal out of Firefly. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, can you imagine like a universe where it went on like way too long? Like instead of Firefly, it was like you know supernatural, and it just. <laughs> Thing. It'd like, still be full, the same amount of fan art. Hypocrisy here. The fact that, you know, we want to Pop Team Epic to just go on more because it's fantastic. But 
you know, sometimes that just needs to be the way it is. It'd it be like that sometimes. You get you get a couple of seasons or maybe some just one. Shows that's all you get. Some franchises, really guys, yeah, some franchises can go for a long time and still maintain their quality. Happy 40th anniversary to Mobile Suit Gundam. Oh, that, my friends, is what they in the biz call a segue. Now, Jack... Speaking of Gundam, actually, uh, because I've said this many, many times, uh, in the case of the Gundam franchise, finding options for streaming is not exactly easy when it comes to Gundam. The streaming giveth and the streaming taketh away. Now, your boy David here is not a DVD collector. I, I never have been. Uh, I've never been like so many YouTubers out there that you'll see with their shelves full of anime DVDs as their backdrop. I've, I've just never had that. Most You're of ruining my, the illusion! There's some time considerations here. Like, come on. I've said this before. This, this is nothing new. I'm, I'm not breaking kayfabe here. Uh, I, people know I've lived in apartments most of my life. Growing up with my dad, we were in an apartment. Where I'm at now at the Delta Julia Mike Media Complex, it is an apartment. It's a nice apartment, hey. but it's an oh, apartment. Like, like c- come on, guys. It, I ain't living well, I mean, in I'm, I'm, I ain't I'm living in no like, studio <laughs> apartment, okay? Thank you. Okay, so it's a literal uh, podcasting studio. Cool. Well, it's it's my home. It is my home. Uh, but the the actual studio that I'm in now is is a real, real grown up podcast studio. Right. Indeed, I, I, we move it on up. Yes, in the illusion at all here. Now this is exactly what I was visualizing. Perfect. Now, back to Gundam. the The problem is is that I have been wanting to watch, uh, not necessarily for celebrating the 40th anniversary, uh, but just because I, I feel like. This particular series and its sequel are the best Gundam television series, and that's Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam from 1986 and its sequel, Double Zeta from 1987. The problem is, and this was just like Turn A many, many moons ago uh, from 1999, Turn A Gundam, you can't find it streaming anywhere. Yeah, they had a lot. Um, there was a. And, and I. Uh, when this came up, um, I, I know that this was a bigger issue. This was a big issue, I believe, because Sunrise, uh, for the longest time, had a kind of draconian policy on licensing Gundam shows. For- and fans had to yell and scream and cry and rage and riot just well- to get turn A. It's like, or like, I remember that or like how long it took us to get uh, X over here, even on just on DVD. And what I have an issue with this especially is because I've always said that Zeta Gundam is the best Universal Century series of them all. Uh, no, of, I've heard that a lot. Of the Universal Century, the the major Mobile Suit Gundam timeline, I always tell people, in, in as far as the, the flowchart goes, start with Zeta Gundam. Because Ooh, it after, is instead of a original. No, I don't tell people to start with the original because when I used to, uh, they'd always kind of balk at the animation uh, because it uh, was. It's a lot. Old animation yeah. is kind of an acquired taste in this day and age. I'll, I'll uh, get to that. Again, it, it came it. out now. Yeah, f- like me too. And, but... and I was saying this to people twenty years ago when it came to Mobile Suit Gundam, the first one. Uh, that now we're twenty years after that, and. <laughs> There really hasn't been a remaster other than the origin. Uh, there's the movies, I guess, but supposedly those aren't uh, exi- like if you want the full story, people always say still just go back and watch the original. I've heard I've heard mixed uh, opinions on whether the movies are an acceptable substitute for watching the show. I always recommend the show when it comes to Zeta <laughs> and Double Zeta. Well, yeah. I say, I know, but I don't know about those movies. Like, definitely. Mm, yeah, I, I don't. The fact that I never hear about the movie versions of those shows, which I think exist, um, shows how uh, universally the show versions of that particular iteration are preferred. Now, if I could put in my two cents here, uh, unfortunately, I have little to offer about Gundam itself. But David, I'd like to. Make but more a than just the idea of, of there, there are shows out there that are in demand 
that that have a fan base, have a following, but they're very hard to access. Like we always say, and and it is a meme now, thanks to <laughs> the abridged series out there. Please support the official release. But when it is something that is a long-standing franchise like Mobile Suit Gundam, come on, Sunrise. Well, and the come funny on. part is, I went. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jack. I, I, yeah, I've been wanting to say something about yeah, this. No, sorry, uh, do David. It. No, it's fine. Um, I just want to say, David. I know. I understand the the feeling about space. You know, I'm I'm continually compartmentalizing and trying really hard just to get that zen of like, okay, ownership isn't everything. And like with the advent of, I'm still, uh, I still don't like digital, you know, copies of stuff. Like if I really really need to have something like you know on access that isn't available for streaming, like I do like to have a physical copy. So I am coming from that bias. However, comma, I would just like to say. Your your love of Gundam, you know, it is such an integral part of you, David. I would almost say that feels as if you might make that one breach just for this once. Just because of the, the limitation that you find yourself in, you could pay tribute by having yourself a physical copy that you could then have like a tiny little space. I've got a little space for my ducktail stuff, like my classic launch pad and everything, just like on the like headboard of my bed, there's a tiny little space for it right next to the lamp. Perfect. Just tiny little shrine to like one of my favorite things. And there's all little places that I've got similar stuff. Like all my DS games are kind of, you know, racked up in a certain place. And yeah, I've got a lot more stuff than I I think is uh, applicable to you, David, but, in the case of Gundam, don't you think it'd be kind of nice just this this once for this real special and influential series that's such a big part of your fandom, of this culture, this magnificent medium that we are podcasting about? Don't you think that might be uh, maybe? Jack, I'm gonna blow your just entire. I'm gonna blow your entire the soliloquy there and tell you I've already bought Iron Blooded Orphans. Okay, good. <laughs> then then there you are you just um, add to that I, collection uh, well I'm, what that made me if i can interject on that one actually jack uh the thing that i'm thinking of and maybe it's kind of the and feel free to correct me on this one uh, david if i am wrong uh but i think the larger point here is like you were saying that to use zeta gundam is the one that you always recommend people get uh, into gundam mm-hmm. with and start well i, I say for to- and I'm, I'm getting deep into the the djm gundam minute here mm-hmm. when i tell people about the universal century I tell them Zeta Gundam because it is a good picture of the core story and also in terms of a series and an anime with animation and all of that. It was made in 1986, but it still looks pretty okay. It looks solid. It looks good. So for Um, for the Universal Century, I tell people Zeta Gundam. For the alternate universes, I tell people Gundam 00. Right. And my point is that when you're telling people, you know, uh, recommending people to check out the series or the series, it's a zillion times easier if they can just hop onto a streaming site and watch it somehow versus having to chase down a DVD or Blu-ray or something in order to get it that way. Or, or, or if go there to one, another website no out, or go to it, a ex- website out there that might not exactly be safe. Exactly. So um, I, I, like, I do the same thing. Like one of my straight up favorite anime of all time is Gunbuster. And Gunbuster has been out of print. The show has been out of print on DVD uh, over here for a very long time, over a decade, I think. Um, and the only way, the only legal option to like watch or stream it anything is the movie, which is a really subpar way to experience the series. So it's kind of infuriating that like not even streaming or you know physical release can I easily tell people a good way to check out this series. So. And the thing with Gundam, there's so many of all these other ones that people want to recommend. Um, I actually hopped on and looked for it uh, while we were discussing this. And um, both Hulu and Crunchyroll actually have some Gundam shows streaming. But as far as like the actual UC shows, especially the older ones, it's like there's nothing doing. It's they sparse. Have Origin it's and very sparse. It's, it's incredibly mm-hmm. sparse. And maybe yeah. it's because the Universal Century is so large and, and to a certain degree, yeah, it's a little bit dated. But you've got Gundam Thunderbolt. You've got Gundam Unicorn. These things are still recent. So uh, those might be enough to to drum up interest. They do make the best team. That's my favorite of the UCs. I feel like at its core, 
the Mobile Suit Gundam main timeline as a story holds up. I, mm-hmm. I think that's why it's lasted so long. I mean, that's why they keep doing it even again and like with the origin. Because the story at its core does hold up. But yeah, uh, no, definitely. It's, it's 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 still depressingly relevant in places. Yeah, it war is still bad and robots are mm-hmm. still cool. Uh but what was cool was this thing that Jack came up with. So we're going to go around the horn. I'm going to pass the ball. I'm I will yield the remainder of my time to the gentleman from Northern California. Jackson, let's go around the horn. All right. Well, uh I've been unfortunately a little bit stale on uh uh, the anime. I am going to pick up a couple of series that uh, some friends want to watch alongside me, but I've been really steeping myself back into some American series, sitcoms that I enjoy, like Community. And I thought about the fact that we've got so many of these westernized takes on animes and, you know, even like the HBO series of Monster, etc. Um, Ad- Angel, Battle Angel Alita and thus mm-hmm. forth. I'd like to just go ahead and just ask uh, everyone here, just go around the horn. Uh, if you could pick a Western television series, and I'll include Canadian or British in this if you'd like, or <laughs> something else if it comes along, because I know how it is with those studios. So it doesn't have to necessarily be American. Uh, preferably live action. See if you mm-hmm. could make something that vice versa, as opposed to being an anime that is Westernized. Pick a Western series that you'd like to see anime-fied. Uh, Chris, what do you have in mind? Uh, well, okay, I was gonna, it's funny, because the first thing that came to mind, and it wasn't necessarily an anime, but we almost got this with the, uh, what was going to be the manga version of Back to the Future, drawn oh by my God. Uh, Murata, the One Punch Man artist, and then it got cancelled, because I have angered the vengeful gods that govern my world, apparently. Um, <laughs> Oh uh, so, my god! Oh, don't even tell. Like you, uh, for if if you weren't aware, uh, Back to the Future is potentially my favorite movie and movie series of all time. Uh, so this and, and like some of the preview images they released for this looked just you know flipping amazing. <laughs> um, and then it got canceled. So uh, that would have been my first choice, but obviously it's not going to happen now. Even though these are hypotheticals, I would totally be down for a uh, manga or anime version of Back to the Future. You know, as long as we're talking about uh, shows that have to do with time travel, which was a big theme for this one, apparently, it seems. <laughs> Ryan, how about you? A-, a Western show that you have in mind that that you'd like to see made anime style? Yeah, I don't know. I feel kind of on the spot with this. Um can't really think It takes one. consideration, yeah. Yeah. Uh, My apologies. <laughs> no, it's, no right. it's a neat idea. I think of like just stuff that already had had it done with like um like Ninja Turtles and just like things like that, but Wolverine, yeah, you know, Iron like X Men stuff. But I'm like, yeah, they've already had those kind of versions in some ways. So. I will say, Batman Ninja was pretty darn good. Yeah. And oh yeah. I, th- oh, I, was, yeah. I thought about Batman, and I was like, oh wait, they had that. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really sure. I don't really have a good one for this one. So, all right. Well, Jack, uh, we're going to throw it to you because mine is probably going to make people mad because I'm going to cheat. If, <laughs> if you know me, it's probably a no brainer. You, you don't have to really dig too deep on this one. So Jack, I'll, I'll let you go first and we'll go back to Ryan in a second. All right. Well, I was going to go with the silly answer at first and say Frasier because I mean, <laughs> My favorite it's. Anime. It would be. It'd it's a good slice of life. I'll say that. Be a great series. It very oh. good slice of life. All that kind of stuff. You know, I think that that could have a lot of potential for some interesting things. But I'd almost like to see. Uh, unfortunately, I'm I'm cheating my own uh, gag here. But I'd like to see, like, at the very least, I think it could possibly be done in the context of the show. Even uh, an anime take on the world and stylings of BoJack Horseman, I think, would be very interesting to see. I- I, I, I can almost see him do it. Yeah, you're right. That's something I can see him doing in the show as a joke. Uh, shoot, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I just sold a record deal to Japan. It's like a <laughs> Mr. Sparkle kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, I gosh, I take it just to see like anybody, you know, stronger animation. I love Bojack Horseman, big fan of the show. Um, but And they do actually do some really cool things with the animation, the style of it. But I would like to see like something less obviously flash like to uh, handle on it like i don't remember i think i was talking to you jack about like um a few episodes of ducktales uh, the new ducktales show from recently 
uh, made me really want to see like what that team would do to a show like Bojack Horseman. But like, exactly, because they have all those acid trips and bad Mm -hmm. psychedelic moments. It'd be very interesting to see, you know, what a full fledged studio like Studio Bones. Can you imagine what they would do with those kinds of like, okay, give them the designs and say, just go real, real furry on this. Okay, never mind. I don't think I want to see this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, well, I was gonna say, who's doing that uh, B Stars adaptation that's coming out? Because uh, that's gonna be uh, anime furries. So I mean, they that could probably... be. A... I mean, it's, it's possible. <laughs> but on the other side of things, you know, I, I think Frasier could be a very, a very successful slice of life anime, and you could get some uh, very, some very interesting. <laughs> I'd love to see that. Like that. With like the over detailed like Satan or even like Cromarty like art. Yeah, ex- that's exactly <laughs> what I'm imagining is like Hirohiko Araki's like Frasier. It's just like two feet two feet <laughs> wide. But he's like, like anybody <laughs> He's like Eddie, but he's got like the friggin' He's got a human face and human <laughs> eyes. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm staring at me. I'm going to break this entire thing. I've okay. I've decided. Uh, again, th- this is me cheating, Jack. You could say that I'm lame, and if you think I need to choose another one, go ahead. Uh, thinking of a Western franchise that I think I'd like to see adapted into an anime. Well, uh. Uh, no, I'll let you have this one. Go ahead, David. <laughs> I feel like Star Trek, my my beloved Star Trek, uh, that, that I am a lifelong ardent fan and defender of, would translate into an anime quick, fast, and in a hurry. And oh, yeah, no, that, that's a, I don't see what he thought he'd make people mad. That's a solid choice. B- because it's kind of obvious. There are so many characters. It, it's such a no-brainer so choice. That I think would be incredible to see, uh, you know, anime tropified, you know? Like, they almost seem like the kinds of characters that you'd already see in an anime. They're so much larger than life, you know? You've got, like, this very cool and reticent character. You've got the bombastic sort. Like, you know, getting this into a sort of space dandy situation would be a lot of fun. I, I say that I, I feel like I'm cheating because over the years people have called the Gundam franchise the Star Trek of Japan. Well, that's just oh, more maybe in terms of like notoriety and influence and everything. It really like the two shows really aren't even that much. Like I wouldn't even say Gundam is like Star Wars. They're like Star they're, Trek. They're sci-fi and they're long-standing I franchises. You say all space is Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's my show. pick, everybody. Star no, I mean, Trek. I, I feel like that's yeah, that's a good one. I feel like that's okay, kind of a no-brainer. And I, I've barely known How you for as long as we've known each other, David. And I was like, I think it's Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> I, I can just tell that's I, something. That's, I pretty much teased that one. That that one <laughs> wasn't too favorite. Acceptable. That that one wasn't too hard to predict coming from me. But uh, yeah. it was either going to be that or Harvey Birdman, which is basically Ace Attorney, and that that's a whole like incestuous like roundabout. If you think about the Capcom game that was made and Bernie uh, guys. Uh, yeah. See, the thing if if Harvey Birdman were adapted into an anime, it'd kind of have to be like Bobobo, where Bobobo was allowed to really stretch the rules and use a lot of shonen jump characters. Uh, I think that if Harvey Birdman were to become an anime, or if Ace Attorney were to be in an anime lawyer series where it was just legal cases for anime characters everywhere which is what i wanted yeah, fun idea i would watch I mean, the I hell out original of that cases like the manga but i also wanted harvey birdman but phoenix right for anime characters yeah that would be I, great see, I, the dub of the you, uh i didn't be a you cool see the custody battle yeah. with candy <laughs> harvey, Har- <versus> harvey, <laughs> harvey birdman and phoenix right as a crossover I didn't even see the. Uh, I watched a bit of the Ace Attorney anime, but kind of dropped off of it because it fell into the problem of it's just the games. Um, but when they dubbed it, they either could have like gotten some of the voice actors that did some of the clips from the games, or they could have just gotten the entire cast of Harvey Birdman to dub over it. Oh God! <laughs> Can we please have like a way super too much money fan, now? Or, like Harvey Birdman or like C Lab kind of like redub of it with the Harvey Birdman <laughs> cast because I would pay good money for that. Let's get that Indiegogo going. Like something tells me like they the probably couldn't get like Steve... That, I... Guys, guys, something tells me they probably couldn't get Stephen Colbert. Oh. He's busy. 
Very busy, yeah. Not what? busy enough for Phoenix Wright. No <laughs> one's busy enough for Phoenix Wright. <laughs> no, he, he might do that. He actually might. Like as a gag. He, he's pretty quirky, and he seems to really lean into his role as Phil Ken Seven in Harvey Birdman. He really leans into that role. Like just a couple of da- just a couple of days ago, I was watching clips from him as Phil Ken Seven from Harvey Birdman, and he he really enjoys that role a lot. And who could blame him? I was gonna say that would have been like the proper way to cap off that whole uh, uh, Conan O'Brien Detective Conan legal battle he was uh, doing there for a bit. Well, now thinking along the lines of crime and such, I wonder if anime could f- fix what is fundamentally broken. And I'm thinking along the lines of the BBC now. And now that I've said that, I think everybody knows that I'm talking about the steaming pile of dog crap that was Sherlock. I don't, oh, like I don't watch Sherlock. I, Sorry. I, yeah. oh, oh, please don't. Please yeah. don't. Just read the stories that are yeah. actually good and not condescending and terrible in any faction. I read was going to say, you know, they made Buffett. a Sherlock. They did a Sherlock manga. And so it looks terrible. With your plan here. Now, okay, was it a Sherlock? Whistle knockerbotter. What is it? A Sherlock? Very good manga, like or was it a was it a manga based on the works of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle? No, it was a, no, BBC it was a Sherlock. Sherlock. BBC Sherlock. Yeah. Manga, manga Benedict. Like, I I think we can. Anime could fix it. I I think we should stop this here. Yes. <laughs> too far. Yeah, we, I mean, we, I, I could have said what I actually wanted to say, which is Doctor Who, but that impl- that would mean that everybody realizes that I think Doctor Who is bad. Oops! And we've come back Oops. full circle with the time travel. <laughs> time travel. Uh... <laughs> just, just how, just how I planned it. Just, just how it was here in the show notes. Just how I drew it up. Yeah, so. Genuine... Genuinely unified theme show. Good going. Well, so, now we've got to start the podcast all over again to save our kids. And if you want <laughs> to save keep, your kids, Chris. And if you want to keep going, you can listen to the podcast in iTunes, in Spotify, on Stitcher, even in SoundCloud. Look for it by name at the anime podcast of some sort. Check it out when it shows up at podcastdetroit.com. Big thanks to our boy Christopher Ferris. Chris, let hey. let everybody know where you, they can find you online. Uh, no, no. Thanks again so much for having me, David, Jack. Uh, um, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I write the reviews for, uh, animenewsnetwork.com, uh, episode reviews actually between seasons right now. So, uh, when those, uh, start up again, you'll see me there or find any of my other, uh, stuff I've written there. Um, I'm on Twitter at bdubsprowl, uh, and, uh, you can catch me on there anywhere else and I will, uh, see you around too. And big thanks again to our man, Ryan Trainer. Thank you so much. Ryan, I know you've got a show of your own. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, it's a host. Uh, my podcast is the Ultimate Nerd Podcast. Again, just talking about video games, anime, anything nerd-related stuff. So, you know, a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and big thanks again to Ryan for keeping us uh, on time and, and handling things here at the Podcast Detroit Studios here in beautiful Royal Oak, Michigan. Nice area. Jack? We've done did it again. It's another anime podcast of some sort. Uh, Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you. We'll have conversations about Japanimation in the not too distant future. It's fading out, Jack. Say something. Back to the future.